You know, I've really been appreciating this morning all the images of God's hospitality and God's welcome of us this morning as we read Psalm 23 and sang Psalm 23 and as we sang this last song about sitting at the feet of Jesus. Um, oh, the children. The children may be dismissed. Sorry. I'm catching on. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Anyhow, I've been enjoying those, those images of hospitality, of God's welcome of us, and um, we're going to continue thinking about hospitality this morning together. When I think about hospitality, one of the things that I uh, think about was growing up and Sunday dinners. Sunday dinners were a big deal. They aren't, for whatever reason, they aren't so much anymore, but when I was growing up, they were a really big deal. Often someone from church would invite us to their house for dinner, and if they didn't invite us to their house for dinner, we were inviting somebody to our house for dinner. And if we were the ones hosting the guests, our Saturday morning routine expanded from cleaning the house to also preparing special foods. And my job was to fix the dessert, to prepare the dessert. So I, I got good at making cakes. I didn't really learn to cook till much later on, but I got good at making cakes. We set the table out. We would put the boards in the table and put the tablecloth down and get the dishes out of the china cupboard and get the special silverware out of that velvet-lined box. Did you have one of those? Yes. And then Sunday morning before we went to church, the pot roast would go in the oven, and then we were all set for guests. And that's how Sunday went. As you can see, having guests entailed some extra work some extra preparation. But let me tell you, that extra preparation was nothing compared to the work that Mary and Martha would have had to do as they prepared to receive guests. Especially if their guest was an honored guest, like Jesus. He was a personal friend of the family. But not only that, he was a Jewish rabbi with a large following by that time, and it was a great honor to host someone like him, and a responsibility that was not to be taken lightly. In other words, the pressure's on. Everything must be perfect. The house must be cleaned. A fine meal must be prepared. It was actually a matter of honor or shame. Given this pressure, it certainly, certainly would have been nice to know ahead of time that this guest was coming. But this was in a day and age before cell phones and computers, no text messaging or emails to give advanced notice. And there were also no household conveniences. Wood had to be gathered for the cook fire. Water had to be drawn from a well. Some kind of animal had to be butchered. All the food had to be prepared from scratch. <laughs> there was so much work. So much work and so little time to do it in. Well, Martha, being the good, responsible, hard worker that she is, she meets this challenge by throwing herself into her work. She knows that there's a job to be done and that she must do it. 
And in the end, things might have been okay for her if she hadn't stopped her scurrying around and peeked into the other room where she sees Mary just sitting there talking with Jesus. As you can well imagine, this does not sit well with Martha. Here she is, frantically trying to get the house clean, the bread baked, a meal prepared, and there sits her sister Mary, doing nothing. What is she thinking? I mean, Mary, as a woman, she knows that her place is in the kitchen. To make her matters worse, what Martha hears from the other room sounds suspiciously like a Bible lesson. Could it be that Mary is talking theology with Jesus? Heaven forbid. Of course, Mary knew. She had to know that as a woman, she was not allowed to discuss things like that with a rabbi. She's not allowed to sit at Jesus' feet as if she were a disciple sitting at the feet of a master teacher. It wasn't right. It was not fitting. Well, finally, it's just all too much. The fact that she has been stuck with all this work and the fact that her sister is engaged in socially inappropriate behavior, to say the least, and the fact that Jesus doesn't even seem to care about it pushes Martha over the edge. She marches right in there and she lets them have it. She says, Jesus, don't you see what's going on here? My sister has left me to do this work all by myself while she, while she sits with you. Don't you care? Well, Jesus' response isn't exactly what Martha expects. It isn't what I would expect either. Instead of apologizing or supporting her, he challenges her. Martha, Martha, he says, you are worried and distracted by so many things. Only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen it, and it will not be taken away from her. Ouch. That had to hurt. I mean, here is Martha trying to do her very best to do what her culture told her that she should do. She was being a good woman. She was trying to be a good hostess and to provide for the needs of her guests. And Jesus tells her that it's Mary, the one who has broken all sorts of social norms. He tells her that it's Mary who has chosen the better way. Well, quite frankly, Jesus' response to Martha is a bit troubling to me. I mean, just what is Jesus trying to say? Is he belittling Martha's work of hospitality, this work that is so central to the lives of so many women throughout our world? 
Is he trying to tell her that her efforts to provide for the guest are not important? After all the work that Martha went to, it doesn't seem fair. It just doesn't seem fair that she should get that kind of response. But then again, maybe it isn't fair for me to judge Jesus until I've really tried to understand what he's saying. And thankfully, he's given us some clues to help us figure it out. The first clue comes from the story right before this one. Does anybody know what that story is? The story that comes right before this one. Go ahead and call it out if you know. Is that? It's a story about the Samaritan. The story right before this is a story about the Samaritan who rescues the traveler who's been robbed and assaulted and left to die along the side of the road. And in that story, Jesus challenges us to be of service to others, to be neighbors to those in need. And we are shown in a pretty powerful way that the pious and the religious lives of the priest and the Levite, whose lives are immersed in God's word, are empty because they ignore the needs of those around them. Given this context, it doesn't seem likely that Jesus is downplaying the importance of hospitality and welcome. A second clue to Jesus' meaning comes in his words to Martha. You are worried and distracted by so many things. Here, to me, it becomes clear that what Jesus is critiquing is not her service, not her good efforts, not her offer of hospitality. What he seems to be critiquing is her distraction. In other words, Martha's preoccupation with getting things right, with being a good hostess, with getting everything done, is distracting her from what is most important about this visit. And what is most important about this visit is the presence of the guest. That presence is a gift, not a burden, but a gift. And unfortunately, Martha is too busy to receive it. In the end, her distraction gets in the way of the very hospitality that she is trying so hard to offer. Hmm. So, Perhaps the story is suggesting that hospitality isn't about fancy foods and an immaculate house and lavish entertaining. Perhaps it is suggesting that hospitality is really, first and foremost, about being attentive to the guest, about pausing and listening and receiving our guest's presence as a gift. Unfortunately, in this day and age, guests can seem less like a gift and more like a chore, and hospitality feels like an obligation rather than a joyful calling. And that's often because we are busy, so busy, too busy. 
When I was at Akron Mennonite Church, I was part of a group that embarked on an adventure together. Taking cues from Michelle Hirschberger's book, A Christian View of Hospitality, Expecting God's Surprise, we and our group agreed, among other things, to begin each day by praying for God to send us a hospitality opportunity. We'd wait and see what happened. We'd journal about our experiences, and then we'd share them with each other. Well, one of the first things that happened to me was that I began to notice some real resistance within myself. I found myself dreading that daily prayer, that time of asking God for yet another hospitality opportunity. I mean, my life was already full of hospitality opportunities. In some ways, that is what being a pastor is all about. So I wasn't excited about asking God to increase my workload. Some of you may feel the same way. Got enough to do already? You work all day, you expend a lot of energy, and when you get home, you don't have a lot left, except you still need to cook supper and throw in a load of laundry and cart your kids to soccer practice or music lessons, work on some home repair project, and pay the bills. Our lives are pulled in so many different directions. We're chronically overscheduled, and some of us just can't keep up. In the end, what it amounts to is this. When our lives are too crowded, then there's not enough room to invite people into them. Like Martha, our busyness and distraction get in the way of hospitality. So what's the solution? Jesus points us toward it in his words to Martha. Martha, Martha, you're worried and you're distracted about so many things. But there is need of only one thing. Really? Only one thing? I mean, I can think of many things needed right now in my life and in the life of our world. Maybe that's the point. In a world where there are many things to be distracted and worried about, in a world where our lives are crammed with too many things to do and too many places to go, Jesus offers us a gift by asking us to think through our priorities. What is truly the most important thing? In the end, he tells us, there is need of only one thing. And just what is that one thing? To be fully present to the moment that we're in, to the people who are with us, and to the presence of Jesus among us. To be fully present to life in this way is a gift to ourselves and to the other. And it is also a profound act of hospitality. Hospitality that is above all, above all, fully attentive to the guest. 
just who is the guest? Well, back to my story from Akron Mennonite Church days. As I began to pray for hospitality opportunities, sure enough, guests began to arrive. There were the strangers that I would meet as I walked through the park who really appreciated a kind word and a friendly hello and sometimes a listening ear. There was a neighborhood kid who wrecked his bike behind our house doing a stunt. Luckily, he wrecked his bike and not himself, and he needed help getting his bike going again. To my surprise, I was actually able to do it. And he needed a helmet, too, and we worked on that together. Closer to home, one of my guests was a family member who needed a listening ear and a warm hug, and just needed me to be available. And in the middle of it all, there was Jesus knocking at the door, asking to come in and sit for a spell, longing to bless me with love. These experiences confirmed for me something that I already knew, but I needed to be reminded of, that hospitality begins not with doing more things. It begins by seeing more clearly. And that clarity of sight comes as we lay aside our distraction and our busyness, our need to get things done, so that we can be attentive to the stranger in the park or the children in our neighborhood, to members of our own household, to Jesus himself. As we continue to ponder the story of Mary and Martha and Jesus and its meaning for our lives, may we invite Jesus to join us as our guest and also as our guide. May we, be at le may we at least want to want to lay aside our distraction, to be fully attentive to the presence of Jesus with us. And with his guidance, may we come to know the guests that come into our lives, not as burden, but as gift. Gift that can help us see in new ways, gift that teaches us about being more fully present in love, gift that helps us see the very face of Jesus in all those that we welcome. Amen.